Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. He's got so much knowledge, so much understanding, so much wisdom that our human brain can't even wrap around his knowledge. But God shows us in his word about his knowledge and how wonderful and how powerful his knowledge is. Check out Psalm 147. This is truly amazing. He counts the number of stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. One of the most important things to remember about God concerning his sovereignty and will is that his ways are not our ways. Today, Pastor Eric will be teaching us that because God is all-knowing with infinite wisdom, we can trust him. We run into problems when we lean on our own understanding. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. Chapter 23, verse 1 says, Then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kelah, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Kelah. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kelah against the armies of the Philistines? Verse 4, Then David inquired of the Lord once again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Kelah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. Finally, in verse 5, And David and his men went to Kelah and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Kelah. Man, an amazing, action-packed story. A true story at that, that David had heard. Now, we don't know who he heard from. Maybe it was the son of Abiathar. Maybe it was him that told him what was going on down in this city. Now, Kelah was a city that was in Judah, okay? It was in the lower part of, of Judah, next to Hebron, okay? So Kalah was next nor, northwest of Hebron in the lowlands. And the Philistines, David hears that the Philistines were robbing the threshing floors of this city. Well, what are the threshing floors? The barn. They were taking the food source from this city. These Philistines, these bullies were coming in, and they were taking the food source out of the city. Well, that's not a good thing. Would you agree? No, that's not a good thing. And so here, the news gets to David, and instantly we see the heart of David. What does he do in verse 2? He goes to the Lord. He seeks the Lord. He turns to the Lord, and, and the Lord answers his prayer. And he says, you know what? Go and attack them. Go and attack the Philistines, and I will deliver them into your hand. Okay, that's good news, right? To go, you got the word of the Lord, you got the green light, go. Well, David then turns to his men, the 400 men, okay? He goes to the men, and the men say what? Hey, David, man, we're afraid. We're here in Judah, and it's not, we're, we're afraid. We can't go fight these guys. They're afraid. So then David does what? Oh, man, my guys are afraid. Lord, should I go and attack the Philistines? And God says what? Once again, he says, arise and go and fight the Philistines. Go, I will deliver, you, deliver the Philistines in your hand. So David and his men arise and they go and they had victory. They won. The Lord came through with his word. 
and they had the victory. God delivered the Philistines into their hands, just as the Lord promised. Now, there's two things in this section that applies to us today. Number one, the inquiry of the Lord. When we inquire of the Lord, number one, and then number two, there is success in obedience. There's success in obedience. Well, let's look at the first one, okay, shall we? Inquire the Lord. The word inquire means this, to ask, to gather information from. So here in our text, David inquired of the Lord, meaning what? That David was asking God for information. He asked God to give him the understanding of what to do. He was asking God, what do I do in this situation? What next? What shall I do? So David inquired the Lord, meaning that he was gathering information from God. In the culture that we live in today, we can gather information from a lot of different sources, right? Would you guys agree with me? Yeah, there's a million different areas and and, and that we could gather information. There's social media. Now, I don't know all the social media sites and all that, but there's social media. And most people, on average, I heard that 14 times a day, the average male checks their Facebook page. 14 times a day, they're on social media looking at their news feed. That's crazy, huh? That's probably even more in some cases. 14 times a day, the average male looks at their Facebook page. Then there's not only social media, then there's news media. There's news outlets all over. Fox News, CNN, uh, local news. Everything is just flood, flooding in with information. I, I, if I'm at the gym, I'm looking at the TVs and the little ticker things going across, and there's this interview going on, and it's like, oh my goodness, there's so much information coming out. It's like an information overload. So you have news media coming out with uh, information. Then you have books, on your uh, regular books on your iPad, on your electronic devices. There's books that you can get information from. Not only there, there, there's books, social media, news media, then there's podcasts. You know, and it's like, holy smokes, you can get information anywhere. The internet, technology in general, live speakers, and so on. We can get information in so many different outlets. Now, in the days of David, he didn't have all these outlets, did he? He didn't have, oh, I, I got to check my news feed on what should I do? What does my friend say? Maybe I'm going to post, hey, guys, I've got a situation here. The Philistines are attacking a local city. What shall I do? Oh, reply to comment. Uh, I'll pray for you. Or, hey, reply to comment. Uh, Good thoughts are coming towards you, brother. <laughs> you know? Maybe I'll send him a sticker saying, with a sword and an army guy going. You know? Whatever the case may be. Maybe I'll listen to my latest podcast, and they'll tell me what to do. David didn't have that situation. He didn't have these tools, in a sense, around him uh, and for the information. In his day, to gather inform information for instruction, there was two sources. There was God, and then there was man. God and man. Now, in reality, that's what we have today. We have God and we have man. The only difference is that 
there's a million subcategories that fall under the man option. So you look at God, and then you have man, and then man, you have, you know, all this social media and all this other stuff, right? That's what's going on in our culture today. But it hasn't changed. There's God, and then there's man. David chooses to listen to God for his information. He goes to God. And here's the thing, my friends. You and I face decisions every single day. Would you agree with that? There's decisions that we make, small ones and big ones. And oftentimes, it is common to go, what shall I do? What shall I do in this situation? What's going on? What, what, is, the, what is the route that I need to take? You can control where you get your information from. You can control where you go to get your information and what you do. You can't control that you're going to have decisions. They're just going to happen. But you can control where you go to seek instruction, to seek the information on how to deal with that situation. Many times, I include myself here, you guys, we go to the man and the subcategories that come with man. Why do we do that? Well, because it's something that we see. It's something that is right there. It's so easy to get on my phone to type in there, hey, I'm having an issue. You know, maybe I'm not feeling well. Well, I'll just type in my symptoms and bam, you know, there's like 3,200 hits on swollen feet, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh man, that could happen. Man, Nicole, do you believe this is all this information is going on? Now you think I'm kidding, but that's like a problem that I have, you know, and I'm like, Man, I'm overloaded with problem with with information on how to deal with the situation. And it, it doesn't solve my problem. All it does is make me say, "What shall I do?" <laughs> Cuz I'm overwhelmed with information on how to take care of it. But I do believe this, you guys and, and gals, that God can use man and the resources that man has developed to help us make decisions. I do believe that. You know, God can speak through these different resources. I, I truly believe that. In, in my experience, though, most of the times, though, when I do seek man and not having the Lord first, all that other stuff just blows up in my face. It just blows up in my face. It doesn't get me anywhere because I didn't put God first. I went to man first. That's just in my experience. I'm still, you know, when I seek man, I'm still not 100% on what I shall do. Can you guys relate to me? Can, I mean, can you, can you relate to me that, you know, when you're looking at these different sites, you're still not 100% sure what to do? Well, why is that? Well, because it's coming from man. It's coming from man. So let's take a look. Let's go the route that David went, okay, in our situations. Instead of going to man, David went to God. Let's look at that route, okay? So David goes to God. God, what shall I do? Shall I attack the Philistines? Let's look why David would have gone to God. Well, number one, God is all-knowing. He's all-knowing. He already knows the situation. He knows the, before the situation. He knows the situation that you're in. And he knows the outcome of the situation because God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing. Let's look at this for a second, if we can. Romans chapter 11, verses 33 and 34, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? 
Or who has become his counselor? Well, what is Paul writing to the church in Romans? He's saying you can't even imagine the knowledge of God. He is all-knowing. He knows all things. Who's going to be a counselor to God? That's an interesting question. Well, none of us, (laughs) because God is all-knowing. He created us. He knew us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. God's knowledge and wisdom, my friends, are unsearchable. Paul goes on to say, who, again, who can teach God? God has so much knowledge. He has so much knowledge. Our minds can't even fathom his knowledge. He's got so much knowledge, so much understanding, so much wisdom that our human brain can't even wrap around his knowledge. But God shows us in his word about his knowledge and how wonderful and how powerful his knowledge is. Check out Psalm 147. This is truly amazing. He counts the number of stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. That's God's knowledge. He calls the stars by name. Now, we're blessed to be out in the middle of a pitch black field on Wednesday nights. You might not think so when you're going out to your car. You might think, and this is kind of creepy. It's really dark. But God has blessed us to look up and to see the stars. And God knows those stars by name. All of them. So let me ask you guys. Man has a limited resource of knowledge, but God has an unlimited resource of knowledge. Who do you go to? Well, you can make that decision. God has an untappable resource of knowledge. God understand, God's understanding is infinite, meaning there is no end to his knowledge. There's not an end to his knowledge. Now, there's an end to my knowledge. There's only so much knowledge that I know. Granted, I'm trying to learn daily, and I would encourage you to learn daily. But I only know so much. But God knows all things. He knows all things. So to think about God's knowledge... Look at this. It even gets better. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Here, Moses is saying, even the secret things, the things that are unknown, who do they belong to? God. He's all-knowing. He's got all this knowledge. He's a resource of knowledge. (laughs) Even the secret things belong to God. So how can we inquire of God? How can we inquire of the Lord? Well, two ways. Number one, pray. As we see in our text, what did David do to tap into this resource of knowledge, this plethora of knowledge of God? What did David do? He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. The second thing that we we can inquire and tap into this resource of God's knowledge is read his word. Read the word of God. But let's look at the number one thing. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer is our supplication. Supplication meaning our asking unto God with a heart of humility. That's what supplication is. is a heart of humility asking God. Coming to him, not with a prideful heart, but a heart of humility. Coming before him and asking him, Lord, what shall I do in this situation? Not looking for our own gain, but we are... We're coming and we are sitting and we are sitting at the feet of Jesus because we want his knowledge. We want his knowledge. 
David was a humble, he was a humble man. David ex- expresses humility by going to the Lord. Not going to man, but he is humble and he's going to say, you know what, instead of me trying to figure this out, I'm going to ask God. I'm going to ask him what I should do. How many times, though, do we just jump the gun and we say, this is what we do based on our experiences, based on our knowledge. We say, this is how we fix the problem. This is what we should do. This is what Joe did over there. You know, not Joe in the back, but Joe, you know, this is what, this is what he did, so it must work for me. But instead, look at the example that God has given us through David. David prayed. He went to the Lord. He was humble. He asked them, God, what shall I do? It wasn't for his gain, but it was for the concern of the people in Kalah. His heart was for them. Are your prayers done in a heart of humility? Are your prayers done in a heart of humility? Or are they coming from a prideful heart? When you're praying to God, are they concerning your prayers only concerning yourself? Or is it coming because you have a heart of humility? In the New Testament, the word pray can hold two meanings. The first one, as we see, is make supplication. The second one is to wish. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, wish? God's not like a genie here, right? Well, wish. It's in the Bible. The meaning for pray in seven verses in the New Testament can be translated to wish. Let me tell you one of them. James 5.16, a verse that is used many times within the church. Many times this, this comes up, especially when people need healing. It says this, confess your trespasses to one another and pray, pray translated in the Greek to wish for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Prayer in the second part of this verse goes to supplication, coming to God with a humble heart. So here in James, as he's writing, he's saying, pray to God and, and have this, this, this heart of wish to God that he can do the unexpected. Because healing is the unexpected, isn't it? Yes, it is. But when you pray, you're coming with a heart of humility, supplication to God. The word pray here in the Greek is euhomai, euhomai. And this word means to pray. Pray to God, wish to God. The word wish in our English dictionary is this, to have a feel or express strong hope for something that is not easily attainable. That is what the word wish means. So then you look at the context of this verse. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is the unexpected. This is the, this is the what is it? The, the not easily attainable prayer. Because this is an act of God. We need his power to come and heal. Do you see that? And so it's that, that hope that strong hope that God is going to do something that is not easily attainable. Many of our prayers, I, would, I, I feel safe to say, fall under the Yuhamai category. Would you agree? In a sense that wish, we're, we're, in the situation that we're facing, we think that is, it cannot be attainable. And so we're crying out to God. We're using the Yuhamai but is it backed up 
with supplication, a heart of humility. A heart of humility. James 5.16, he goes on and says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. James is stating that you can wish to God because of the fervent supplication of a righteous man avails much. That heart of humility, that fervent humility, humble heart, that fervent humble heart of a righteous man avails much. So where is the power at? It is in the heart, the humble, the humbleness, relying on God, seeking his glory, his power, not for your own pride, but you have your heart upon God and what he's going to do in the situation. You're seeking his will, his will to be done. So I have no problem praying over uh, somebody who has uh, not able to walk or has a sickness that they say that doctors don't know how to cure it. Well, let's pray for you. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus because there is power in his name. And he can achieve the unexpected, the unattainable. God can come through with that for his glory, for his name. You can feel and express strong hope to God when it, for when the situation seems impossible. But as you pray, pray with a heart of humility. Pray with a humble heart. Because the Bible says that the humble prayer of a righteous man avails much. Righteousness meaning one who obeys the ways of God. One who is approved by God. Well, how do I become righteous? How do I become approved before God then? If a righteous prayer avails much, if a righteous man's prayer avails much, how do I become righteous? Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus. Jesus came to take away your iniquity, to, take, to cleanse you, to forgive you. And in God's eyes, you are righteous because he sees his son, Jesus Christ. Your righteous prayer is not coming from you. It's coming from Jesus, the righteous Savior. The Bible says this, with God, all things are possible. And as we have been learning on Sunday mornings, Jesus is God. Jesus is God. So here, the righteousness, Jesus Christ, nothing is impossible for him. Nothing is impossible for Jesus. But Jesus living in and through us, meaning that he can perform the impossible through you. Not by your power, but by him. To him be the glory. To him that's doing the work. Not us. We're just the vessels. But it takes that boldness. It takes that heart to just have the heart of humility, have the heart of Christ, and look out and pray for others, longing for them to see the glory of God through Jesus Christ. The great thing is, is when you and I pray, God hears our prayers. I love that. God hears our prayers. And in extreme hope prayers, right? Jesus thanked the Father for hearing his prayer. Remember John chapter 11? Remember John 11? Do you remember this, what happened in John 11? Lazarus, come forth from the dead. There's so much more Pastor Eric would like to share with you, but we've run out of time for today. 
This has been another edition of Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel next time. You can order today's message for free by emailing us at info at gracetothehearers.com. Sometimes it's just easier to call. Our phone number is 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. You can learn more about Grace to the Hearers, Calvary Chapel Coolidge, and Pastor Eric at our website, gracetothehearers.com. All of Pastor Eric's messages through the Bible are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. Perhaps God spoke to you clearly through this message in 1 Samuel, and you need to review this message. Again, this message and many others are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Subscribing is easy. Log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the link, or simply search for Grace to the Hearers on the iTunes store. From all of the production team here at Grace to the Hearers, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and please make plans to join us again for the next edition of Grace to the Hearers.